I'm Trey Gons Phillips, and welcome to the Prodigal Stories podcast, a show where Billy Hallowell and I take you through some of the most powerful stories of the day, stories of hope, transformation, and intrigue. On today's episode, we welcome Dylan Novak, a Tennessee-based youth pastor known to many on social media as the Celebrity Evangelist. Several years ago, he started a unique ministry of sharing the gospel with celebrities both big and small who may not know about Jesus. Here's our conversation. Dylan Novak, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? Hey, doing good, man. How are you doing? I am good. It's been a while since we last talked, but when we talked before, I was just saying uh, before we started taping, you were engaged. Uh, now you're married, started a family. Uh, what is what has all that been like, particularly in the age of COVID, right? Yeah, it. I, I believe we talked last, like just a couple of weeks before COVID hit. I was driving yeah. to an event in Richmond, and they and that was the really the first day I saw anything about COVID because some of it was at a convention. Some of the celebrities had up signs don't touch, don't shake hands, or please use hand sanitizer. LeVar Burton had a can of Lysol beside of him and he would like (laughs) spray the air before you walked over. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. It's just terrible. I was like, I don't know what's going on in California, but I'm I'm sure glad it's not affecting us. And (laughs) a couple weeks later, it was really affecting us. And yeah, yeah, it it really threw our wedding. My, My wife and I, we got married in May of 2020. That mm. was horrific. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, just trying to navigate that. What does God want us to do? Trying to block out noise of the world, other stresses. It's like, it ultimately is God, this is your will. May not be what we want it to be, what we wanted it to look like, but this is what you wanted to happen. And then we found out three months after the wedding uh we were expecting and about a week before our anniversary we welcomed our first daughter into the world so mm-hmm. i was like all right god maybe that's what you wanted to happen asap yeah yeah hey that's that's awesome congratulations on both the wedding and on becoming a father in such a, oh, yeah, a short were, period of time yeah they were both stressful situations but <laughs> all good <laughs> yeah um, and you actually started uh, your role as a youth pastor in 2020 as well. So a super big year for you. It was a huge year. And it's just now starting to get back to normal because mm-hmm. I, I accepted the job of being a youth pastor at Henry's Chapel Baptist Church here in Rogersville, Tennessee. Again, it was the same week you and I talked. And of course, COVID, I didn't even, I met my ki- the kids here once, didn't see them again until June. And then even all of 2020 and really most of 2021, I've not really known what the normal is here Mm. or with the kids. I'm still trying to figure things out, but now it's really ramping up, which is great. Uh, I've gotten a call from a couple of kids today. It's going to be their first time coming to youth group. So it's, it's really nice to see parents are feeling comfortable letting their kids get back out into regular activities and seeing the youth group really grow. Yeah, for sure. Now, look, a lot of people uh, will know you, particularly online, uh, as the celebrity evangelist. But I want to back up before we get into to some of that. Tell us a little bit about your faith journey. How did you come to Christ? So I got saved when I was eight years old. And it was in children's church at my old home church, Chohai Baptist in Virginia. And 
I never fully gave my life to Christ until I was 20 years old. And that's a big thing that I talk about at churches, youth groups, particularly mine. My, my kids get sick of hearing me say this, but um, there, Jesus never said, raise your hand if you want me to save you. He said, if you want to follow me, you must deny yourself daily, pick up your cross and follow me. And too many people refuse to give Christ their whole lifestyle. Now, I do believe, you know, I was saved. I accepted and knew Jesus as my savior at eight years old, but I held on to my own selfish desires, what I wanted. And then as I became, was becoming a young adult, I started playing the um, negotiating game with God. I was like, all right, God, I want to be a drummer. And God said, no. <laughs> and I said, okay, <laughs> let's meet in the middle. I'll be a contemporary Christian music drummer, eh? And God's like, still no. <laughs> and I, from a very young age, really not long after I got saved, I really had gotten an interest in preaching and evangelism. My papal actually bought, uh, built me a pulpit and I used to preach to wow. animals. <laughs> and uh, so I knew, I knew in my heart, that's what God wanted me to do. I was just playing Jonah and running from it. But in 2015, God really humbled me with a specific celebrity encounter where the celebrity said, I, you know, they'd written, it was James Taylor. He had said in Rolling Stone in 91 that he was raised by atheists, but he was open to listening about Jesus if someone would just take the time to show him. And I was like, oh my goodness, I want to go tell this guy about Jesus. And so I was able to meet him. And as we were saying goodbye, he said, you know, that interview was, hang on, I'll do, I want to do the math right. I was homeschooled 24 years ago. And he said, you're the first person to acknowledge that I was open about mm, evidence. Wow. And that hit me like a ton of bricks because you can't tell me that there's not been one Christian to cross paths with James Taylor. And yeah. You know, and that's, I was, I was mad about that. And I'm saying, well, God, why, why aren't you doing something? And it just kind of became the Matthew West thing. And he's like, why don't you do something? This is what I've been calling you to do. And you don't want to do it. And that was the night I fully surrendered. And since then, the doors that God has opened has been unbelievable. That's how I met my wife. And I tell that again, all the time, if you don't follow what God is asking you to do, and you don't give him your full life, you will miss out on so many blessings beyond your wildest dreams. Mm. You know, I think there's so many pieces of wisdom and, and, and pieces of advice that people uh, can apply to their own lives. So one, which is, is that God orders our steps, but sometimes he doesn't give us more than just enough light to see the next step in, in front of us. Uh, and you you told a little bit about uh, how you kind of uh, fell into, honestly, or kind of walked into, unbeknownst to you, uh, this new ministry, this ministry of celebrity evangelism. Was that something that was even close to being on your radar before you had that encounter with James Taylor? Kind of, sort of. Um, I was a huge pop culture and just superhero Star Wars nerd ever since I was a kid. I still am. And I was good. I was going to go to a comic book convention and there were a bunch of celebrities that were going to be there. Margot Kidder from the original Superman movies was going to be there. Ray Park, who played Darth Maul, Lou Ferrigno, list went on and on. I was excited to meet these people because some of these guys, I was like, these are, this is part of my childhood. And which yeah. really is funny. I, 
I remember saying that and I was like, dude, you were still a kid. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> but um, I, I stumbled across, which I know it was no coincidence, an interview of Margot Kidder talking to Oprah where she stated she was an atheist. And that mm -hmm. rocked my world because that was when reality hit me at 13 years old that Lois Lane is a soul just like you, just like me on her way to heaven or hell. And I knew she was on her way to hell because she didn't know Jesus as her Lord and Savior. And, and that was the first time I prayed to God. I was like, God, please sit and pray to God about celebrities. I said, please send somebody to tell Margo about Jesus before it's eternally too late. And it was that whole, what about you? You, you know, he really convicted my heart. You've got the truth. Why don't you? And I had got some tracks from my church and I took them to everybody at that. Event, and everybody was receptive, including Miss Kidder. And then so from ages 13 to 20, I, that's what I would do. I would go meet who I wanted to meet at these events. And I would loosely research them just so I could mentally be prepared. But it wasn't until James Taylor that my world was really rocked of the need Hollywood has for the gospel and the lack of resources they really have. Hmm. Logistically, how does that work? How did you get into doing this? How have you kept doing it? How do you put yourself in positions where you can meet these celebrities and even you know speak to them, much less obviously share the gospel with them? Right. Well, my wife calls me a stalker for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's a, there's a, especially over the past couple of years, because this is all there's been with COVID, there's yeah. conventions, there's book signings, there, there are public appearances. And I love those. And sometimes you have great conversations, but really my favorite is uh, I will, I will wait for hours at backstage doors, hotels, airports, just somewhere where there's a very good chance this person's here or they're mm -hmm. going to be here. It's a lot of times it's process of elimination. Okay. That isn't reality. Maybe this would be, and what I'll do is I'll just approach them and just, every situation is different. Sometimes you got to flag them down and get their attention. Um, I, I had a very, I'm not going to say the artist's name, but one time I went to witness to a gentleman I'm not a, that I was not a fan of. So I was like, well, I don't even have a CD to flag him down. I'm just going to take his gift. And he did not take that well. He said, I feel like you're preaching down to me. You, it's like you're too mm. good to like my, my music, which this artist did not have bad music. And I was like, all right, lesson learned. So the next time he came around, I had a CD. I was like, I, so I tell people, I said, you know, it's a lot easier sometimes to, to hold that out than it is to say, Hey, you're on your way to hell. You need Jesus to come here. You know, that, the, that, mm -hmm. that style never works. You have to show love. And then as they come over a lot, you know, I just start telling them, Hey, the reason I'm here is to give you this gift. And a lot of times, you know, that is the door open for them. They can choose to walk in or to close the door. And more times than not, the door, they, they walk in the door and we have a really good conversation. And very, very rarely is somebody unreceptive. Hmm. And what's in the gifts that you give them? I'm assuming it's maybe a, a tract or two, a Bible. You know, what is that like? So everybody's gift is very, it's sculpted personally to them and their beliefs. Uh, hmm. the, the standard gift, I would say, is a Bible, a copy of my friend Tony Nolan's book, Gasp. Tony Nolan used to be the pastor on Winter Jam. Fantastic guy. I love him to death. And that book is amazing for unbelievers and believers. Um, 
some different tracks, some from Living Waters, some from Lifeway. And then I handwrite every celebrity a letter. And I address the gospel to them based on their beliefs, where they're coming from in life, ways that they would best relate to and understand. And then sometimes if somebody's an atheist or agnostic, I love Lee Strobel's material, such as The Case mm -hmm. for Christ, The Case for a Creator. Um, I've also given out uh, some other books by Greg Laurie, um, trying to think of a few others, Dr. David Jeremiah. It's just really dependent. Um, I've given out Christian music to two people, and it's funny how God can use music. I'm a huge contemporary Christian fan. Uh, Jim Brewer from Saturday Night Live, who is, uh, he's now a clean comedian. He's not saved. His wife is saved, but he is not. And um, he'll, he'll joke about it in an, he's not disrespectful. And he's absolutely hilarious. Sweetheart of a man. But he has a stand-up bit. He was like, I just wish we could get ACDC to make kids music. And I was, and then he, he turns it around to his wife. He said, I'm like, I guess we need to get ACDC into God so that my wife will let me listen to rock and roll <laughs> Christian music. And I was like, I know a really good rock and roll Christian band and they're called Skillet. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, last time I saw Jim, I was like, Hey man, I'm a huge rock fan myself. Skillet. These guys are solid, good Christian people. And we had a really nice discussion. He even messaged me later on Instagram, thanking me for the material. Um, Richard Marks um, over COVID. A lot of people over COVID started opening up more about God. And mm -hmm. everyone's the world's ending, which I'm like, it is. You just don't know. <laughs> um, but, you know, I feel like God's used that. But Richard Marks did um, a duet online with Josh Haven, the lead singer of The Afters. And so that was a really mm -hmm. good way to, in the gift, open a conversation with him. Because I'm like, I know you hate hypocritical Christians. That's what he, he has very publicly said on Twitter a lot. I said, but, but it's like, you like Josh, I like Josh, We're, you know, this is my mindset the same as his. So that, that's kind of an idea of what's in these gift bags. And if you have there ever been instances maybe when you were kind of starstruck by a celebrity and, and maybe struggled a little bit, or have there have been instances when you uh, were just intimidated by somebody? Because I know for anybody sharing the gospel with, with a friend or a stranger, it doesn't have to be a famous person, uh, can be difficult. So what has that been like for you? Well, I, I tell people all the time, I would rather witness and share the gospel and get in a heated conversation with a celebrity than I would somebody down at the grocery store, because I know their background. I know their personality. I know here's something to avoid versus this person down the road. I have no idea of their life. Mm -hmm. um, and there's also a lot of very specific prayer that goes in towards each specific individual. So I'm very, I feel like for the most part, I'm very mentally prepared. I will say though, there's two times that I've been very starstruck. And then there's a couple times I've been nervous. I'll just tell who they are. The starstruck was um, Harrison Ford and Tom mm. And I truly, and I always pray and ask God, help me to see these people, how you see them. It is, you know, like, like with Harrison Ford, I'm like, here's a soul who was raised half Jewish, half Catholic, kind of has dabbled in Buddhism, but really is non-religious. But uh, when I saw him at first, he was messing with his airplane because he loves to fly. And I'm just, I look at him 
And then I just have a flash of Indiana Jones fighting <laughs> on the plane, Han Solo messing with the Millennium Falcon. And I'm like, that's really cool. Focus, focus. <laughs> and, and by the time I got up to him, it was, you know, hi, Mr. Ford, how are you doing? Uh, and then Tom Cruise, he did a children's charity premiere um, not too far from here. And it was really great because this event, a lot of times celebrities will show up and they will give five minutes to the red carpet and then they hit the press. Tom Cruise showed up almost three hours early and he, and he got out and said, I want to make sure everybody gets one autograph and one photo. So when you mm -hmm. get one step to the back and let other people up. And I remember, cause I stood there for probably two and a half hours before I even got him. I just watched him interacting with people. I was like, this is one of the, and there's no cameras there focusing that he got there early. I was like, you're just a genuinely nice man. And I'd heard that. And, but as he's walking, I was like, yeah, I'm hearing the Mission Impossible theme, Top Gun, <laughs> Rain Man. But again, by the, you know, I was like, by the grace of God, you gave me a moment to compose myself. Um, as far as being nervous, Gene Simmons is one of the most intimidating people I've ever talked to. He's like mm. seven feet tall, big guy, but he's got a big heart too. Like a lot of people think he's a very hateful person. He's, he's a very nice man. I've seen that many times. Um, he's very opinionated but he's, he's usually got a lot of facts to back up what he's saying. And he used to be a theology major. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course he, like Paul Stanley, is um, still a practicing, practicing Judaism. So that was really his biggest ham. So we kind of went back and forth for like 30 minutes. I've got um, a few photos on my Facebook page of us talking and I can see it. And this was me six years ago. I still had the terrible bowl cut that I try to, <laughs> I try to block it out. Um, but I'm standing there, my arms are crossed and I can read my own body language. I'm like, man, I'm tense. And <laughs> it, really, it, it really ended very well, but that was probably the most nervous of it. Hmm. Yeah. No, it's interesting to hear some of the, the lead up to these conversations and, and what it's like, because I think it'll be comforting for a lot of people who are listening, um, who have, have felt some of these same feelings uh, when they're sharing their faith with other people. What word of advice would, would maybe you give to Christians who are pretty nervous about sharing their faith, but know they want to do it? Because I think there are a lot of people in that boat. Well, um, we have a young adult Bible study we lead here, and we just finished a series by Greg Laurie called Tell Someone. I highly encourage people to buy his book. It's really, really good. And he tells the story about there's a, one of the biggest fears. You know, he's really good with statistics. I think he said 90% of Christians say the reason they don't share the gospel is because they're scared that they're not educated enough or that they won't have all the right answers. Well, Here's the reality. If you have been saved, if you've given your life to Christ, you have a testimony. And that testimony is the, really the most powerful evidence that you have. Especially uh, one thing another, a lot of people talking about is, well, I've really messed up in life or I've lived a rough life. This person knows me as this and this and this. Great. Use it for God's glory because you can show them how God changed you. It's like, here's who I was. The old has passed away. Here's the new me. Here's how I'm living my life. Here's what Jesus did for me and my life. And I, I still, to this day, I don't think I'll ever not be nervous 
having an intimate conversation with somebody because it's truly your opportunity to stand in between someone's eternal destination. And my greatest advice is don't think too much because mm -hmm. if the Holy Spirit is leading you to witness to someone, the Holy Spirit can and will equip you with what you need. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I've heard over the years that our, our faith is very personal, but it's not private, right? So we exactly. have an obligation to share it. Uh, and then to it's, it's kind of uh, calming and reassuring to know that at the end of the day, it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict and to change hearts and minds. Uh, and we're just uh, supposed to be a willing vessel, right? Ready to, to share what we know uh, to be true. Um, so I, I want to ask before we leave, uh, my last question for you is for anybody who wants to know more about your work as the celebrity evangelist, follow what you're doing, or, or maybe contribute to the cause, where can they go to get more information? So you can go to celebrityevangelist.org. Um, and Celebrity Evangelist, it's, um, it's, uh, it's such a funny name. I remember when the ministry started, I was like, should it be? celebrity evangelist or celebrity missionary to the celebrities and i went with the evangelist um but I, I can't tell you how many of kids at youth groups they're like so you're calling yourself a celebrity <laughs> right uh, even close um but yes yeah, so celebrityevangelist.org um and there's a couple of great ways if you want to contribute to the ministry you can um there's of course the monthly donations as and that goes specifically to buying material and nowadays paying for gas money to even get to these places. Um, another really awesome thing that we, my wife and I, we just started doing last year. It's called Join the Mission. There's a link for it at the top of our website. And what that is, we go to conventions. And when you go to a convention, you have to pay a certain fee to even get up to a celebrity. Like you can't mm -hmm. just walk up and talk to them. They're there to make money. And so I'm like, there's no way I'm going to try to get involved in a conversation with you and be a cheapskate and not give you the money. Well, you get an autograph by doing that. For the most part, I don't care. Um, and I've got a stack of stuff. There's some that there's, I have some autographs I will forever treasure, but there's certain celebrities I won't say who, but I'm like, who cares? <laughs> but um, my wife, she said, why don't you offer people an opportunity to partner? So if you join the mission and I have up there, it's only people that are at conventions. I can't, I'm, I can't, and I won't do this with people on the street because then that becomes like, I am getting money from just getting their time, sure. their time. But when they're sitting there at a convention, that's a whole different thing. And so when you join the mission, you pay the price to, you know, it's just, the price that's up there that's it it pays for your shipping and you get any autographed eight by ten that you want from any movie any tv show if you want it personalized to you or even if now i've had people say i want to get this as a gift for someone for their birthday um so that's a fantastic way and what we also do we talk with you as we're about to witness to them and you get some behind mm -hmm. the info like um there's a couple of people who are really faithful to join to join the mission and I have their phone numbers and I'll just text them in line. I'm like, Hey, I'm about to witness to William Daniels, you know, please be praying. And then of course, as soon as we get out of line, I send them a picture of their autograph and I'll write up, Hey, here's what they said. Here's how this went. 
please be praying for them. So that's one way. And then if you just want to follow social media for pictures and stories and know how to specifically pray for these celebrities, it's Celebrity Evangelist on Facebook and Instagram. That was Dylan Novak, the Celebrity Evangelist. He's also a youth pastor. Uh, but now I'm joined by Billy Hallowell. Billy, what did you think about that conversation? Well, I think it's crazy to me that you know so many people are intimidated by well-known people right so the idea of going i mean a lot of us struggle to talk to people that we know about jesus so to go to these famous people and do this in this way obviously it's what we're called to do uh, but i think it's pretty bold and fascinating like what a, what a and i'm going to say this and i don't mean it in a negative what a weirdly strange and interesting ministry <laughs> like i never would have thought of it i think it's pretty cool yeah, it's it's definitely a niche ministry. But every time that I've run across Dylan's stuff on Facebook, where like he just recently met James Taylor and he met Billy Bob Thornton not that long ago and was able to share the gospel with them, and uh, he's even met and shared the gospel with Tom Cruise. And so uh, to to see all those people that he shared the gospel with, it reminds me each time like, man, you know, they have everything in the world materially. These celebrities. Um, but because of their stature, because of the industry in which they work, it's probably hard, if not impossible, for them really to have a down-to-earth, one-on-one conversation about faith without, and I, I don't mean this in a bad way, but people are, are, are opportunistic and they see a celebrity and they want to get something out of it, or they're excited and they want to get a picture or an autograph. So, you know, you can get that starstruck feeling. Um, so my point is, is that they probably don't get witnessed to that much, if at all. Um, so it, it's cool to see uh, that there's somebody, like you said, who's found a calling and has found a way to do this in an effective way uh, and share the gospel with people who, you know, we would probably make the assumption that they know everything about faith. But honestly, they might not. A lot of them might not have any clue. Yeah, they, they've not been given you know, the, those tools and resources, because as you were saying, people are afraid. They're afraid to do that. They don't want to sacrifice maybe the relationship. And because celebrities just have this effect on people, you know, that can be very strange. They end up even more isolated in a weird, strange way from having the gospel presented to them. And I think that, you know, this is, this is a grind too, like showing up at these events and like handwriting letters to these people. And, you know, tailoring what you're giving to them. And what I thought was so interesting, when you go on his Instagram page, you know, he's really researched these people. He knows where they are spiritually. He's not just showing up and, you know, randomly talking to them about the gospel. Although there may be times in life that we do that, he's actually reading what they've said about faith in God in the past. And he presents that on his Instagram page. You know, he shows a picture of himself talking to that person. And here's what they said, you know, last year or 13 years ago about their faith. And that is unique to me, and it really shows the level of passion that he has for trying to meet these people where they are. Yeah, 100%. I think that's the perfect segue into the next thought that I had after we talked with Dylan is uh, calling. I think so often we mystify what our calling is and what the Lord's will for us is. You know, we make it sound so lofty and, and maybe even out of reach sometimes. Um, but I think in reality, it's just 
whatever passions God's laid on our heart, whatever we love to do, something that we are just so keenly interested in, find a way to honor God with that. Obviously, if it's a passion that's outside of the biblical parameters of what's morally right, eh, like being a fan of Disney, for instance. No, I'm, <laughs> yeah. kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> You're going to get us in trouble now, Philly. But, uh, you know, but, you know, if it's within parameters, but I'm, I'm saying like if you've got a passion, that's probably part of God's design for you. Like Dylan just was, you know, he said, I was a, a nerd. Like I really liked uh, learning about these celebrities and, and following up with the characters and shows and movies that I liked. And I, he stumbled across an interview with, with a, a celebrity and found out that that woman was not a believer, was, was an atheist or an agnostic. And he said, it's like it, the, my world came crashing down because I thought, man, these people aren't Christians or, you know, maybe they don't believe or they haven't been exposed to the gospel. And why isn't anybody sharing this with them? Uh, so he's been able to marry what he's interested in, the God-given passions and interests that he has with a, a calling to share the gospel with them. So I think like I, you know, the, my point is, is that we make calling much more complex than it needs to be. No, ab absolutely. And I think, too, that we get our own selfish ambition sometimes in the way, right? Like, you know, we want to do something. We want to be somewhere. We have a vision. And if we get too caught in that, you know, that can really take us off course. And so I always love these kinds of stories when people, they've been brought on course, they're following where God wants them to go. And it's strange sometimes. It's like, God, why do you want me to go to this celebrity convention? I'm sure he's <laughs> thinking that sometimes, you know, why am I going here? Um, but you have no idea. And another thing with this is like the seeds that are planted, right? You have no idea. Mm -hmm. They may not accept it right then and there, but there could be five more conversations that happen later for these celebrities where they remember what he's done, where they remember that conversation they had with him. And that to me is just a really powerful testament to God's purposes in our, in our lives. So I, I, I could not commend this more. How did you, how did you meet Dylan? How did you find out about Dylan? Yeah, so there was another uh, another journalist, Dwayne Hamby, actually. Maybe he's listening to the podcast. He's a, another hey, Christian. <laughs> he's a great Christian writer uh, himself over at Pathios. Uh, he just mentioned to me at a press junket uh, one time for a Christian film, like, hey, have you ever heard of Dylan Novak? He's the celebrity evangelist. And I thought, what are you <laughs> No, never heard of him. So then I looked him up on Facebook and on Instagram, and I thought, this is a super cool ministry. And like we both said at the start of this conversation, what a unique thing to do that I don't think really crosses any of our minds. So he's serving the Lord in a way that's, you know, that's unique and in a field that's, there are not very many people doing it. Uh, so super, super cool guy, uh, really friendly guy too. Uh, and just married, has a kid now, just became a youth pastor. All of that, by the way, in 2020 uh, and, and still doing the ministry. So he's got a lot going on. He's a busy guy with a great calling. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that is all we have for this episode of the Prodigal Stories podcast. Thanks so much for checking us out. If you haven't subscribed, what are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe and we'll see you next week.